Hi, my name is Shoka. I am a monk at Sokokoji, where I am committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher, Sokozan. We rely on your support for our programming, including a scholarship fund to cover living and tuition costs for those who are practicing full-time at the monastery. Thank you for your generosity. Good morning, everyone, or I should say, yeah, it's still morning, at least here. So, first of all, thanks. thank you to all of you who have been helping this teacher and this monastery to keep going, keep surviving. Much gratitude there in many directions. And also, uh, please continue, if you can, continue to help us extend this particular way of um, training the mind, this particular way. There's lots of ways to do this. A lot of advertisements for that here and there. Um, don't have too much of an advertisement, but that would be up to you. You look at the value. And if you can, help us. If you have questions, please uh, ask uh, ask Uno <laughs> or ask uh, the Sukansu Chiezan. <clears throat> this morning's Dharma talk uh, title is Story Traps. So we all know what a story is. We listen to our mind chatter at us all day long about this, about that, sorry about this. They said they should, she should, they shouldn't, I should, I should have, but I didn't, but I should have, and I will know next, on and on and on, yak, yak, yak. And what are these things, uh, what is the motivation behind that? What is the, what is the ego intention to protect itself? You don't want anybody to see who you are. You don't even want to see who you are because you're terrified. Maybe not terrified. You have a certain kind of a, a certain patina or a, a certain uh, um, facade, sometimes pronounced facade, which is, is that wrong? Is it wrong to pronounce, mispronounce the wrong? Uh, uh, instead of pronouncing the word wrong, you could pronounce it wrong. That seems to be very wrong. If you don't know what I'm doing when I, when I say that, you should ask about it. I'd be happy, I'd be delighted. I would be delighted to tell you about it. Traps, we know what a trap is. It's something you get stuck in and you don't get out until the one who set the trap lets you out. Who set the trap? Find out who it is that's setting that trap so that you don't find out who you are. Like the book by Alan Watts that I read uh, for a while on the back of a donkey in 1966, I think it was. That was the book on the taboo against knowing who you are. It's not such a bad book to read. Do I recommend it? I don't need to. It's all over the place. The book and the taboo against knowing who you are. Story traps. So, excuse me, as you've heard me say so many times, I'll say it again today. You don't have to stop the story. You don't have to stop anything. You don't have to correct anything. It's a misunderstanding. That doesn't mean there aren't thousands, maybe millions of people who are working on that way of being a human being, correcting it, trying to live a good life, trying to, you know, our, our lineages talk about right speech, but, but right is translated as I understand it. Please correct me. You feel that I'm wrong, wrong. You feel that, right? The original word there, as I as I'm receiving it, as you do also, is a samyak or complete, complete, thorough speech. The speech that is thorough, leaving nothing out at all, if possible, inclusive. So, story trap. It's about getting caught. It's about getting caught in that. It's about awareness. The practice is about awareness that you're being caught. Don't correct it. Don't correct it because ego, your self-centeredness, as long as you have not seen through that thoroughly, is going to join right in and be the one who corrects, the one who gets credit for saying things correctly and not having any story traps. Don't do that. And how do you 
How do you don't do that? You see the way you, you do it. You get very, very familiar. It's called, uh, according to Socrates, it's called self-knowledge. Self-knowledge. Knowledge of what, what this is. What is happening here? Leave out the Buddha's Dharma for a while. What, what is it? What is happening here? What, what, are the, what are the covers that come over the eyes every few seconds? What are those? Find out what it is. Don't settle for anybody's idea or description of it, even your own. Don't settle. Find out yourself so you see the absolute uh, and relative miraculous situation that you are in. You, that artificial you, cannot, you cannot do this. You cannot create this. You can be a famous violinist. You can be a famous concert singer, opera singer, whatever. You can, you can be, you can be, you can be the being. Uh, the existentialists covered that around 100 years ago. You can be the being, being in nothingness. You can do that. It, it can be done philosophically, psychologically. Go ahead. But it doesn't address the fundamental misunderstanding or the fundamental cover-up, which is life and death. There's no such thing as life and death. But you have to see that yourself. You have to see it. And it's not a conclusion. If you awaken, you will not know it. If you know about it, there's still something that thinks it's awake. You won't know it. But you will be, to use the relative word, you'll be fearless. It's not that there isn't fear. It's not that there aren't flames burning down a forest. It's not that there isn't occurrence, 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 occurrence. It's just that it is unreal. <laughs> it's a cosmic joke, as has been said before. So the, the idea, pardon my sniffling, the idea there is that you, you get trapped in, by believing what, is, what your description is of what just occurred or what, what you're thinking about or what someone else is doing to you. And the ego mind will immediately go to cause. There's the A cause and then there's the B cause. And we'll talk about the C cause later. But the A cause is just dependent origination. Cause and effect cause, has nothing to do with you. I don't care how personal you take it. Just seeing how personal you take emotions and feelings that are apparently uh, A-caused, but then the appearance becomes B-caused because you can't stand the emptiness of not knowing what the hell's going on with your ego mind. <laughs> so it's, the idea is to see the trap, to, to see the way you, you stumble into a cave of demons and start fighting with the demons or agreeing with the demons or looking for angels among the demons. Always looking for, looking for, looking for, searching, 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 searching. Who's right? Who's wrong? Which Enneagram am I? Which Enneagram are you? What sign are you? If I cast the I Ching, will that tell me, give me some kind of magical formula for conducting the rest of your life or for the next week or for the per person I'm supposed to marry in two weeks? I'd be very careful of that. Uh, Sokazan, is that the guy that laughs at his own jokes? And why am I scolding? Because maybe that will help you see, encourage you in some way, or maybe not. Maybe it's irritating. What happens in the story trap is something occurs in our life, something, someone says something, or we remember something, or, 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 or all of those, and then we, instead of just receiving that as it is, be genuine, have some dignity, rather than abandon your Buddha nature for some... Uh, I just use the word demon because that's a lot of force behind it, but just some misunderstanding of what's going on. I'll settle for that. I, I need to know what's going on. I can't stand to not know because then the ego starts to get a little chilly, if not uh, frostbitten by what the reality that it fights with. It's not the reality. It's fighting with the reality that causes the frostbite on the tips of the ego fingers. <laughs>
not about fixing, not about, it, 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 it is not about not telling stories. It's more about believing or adding on to the story that that's true, rather than seeing that it is a, a, your first lesson in dependent origination. If you stop, stop turning what arises for something that is happening to you or some kind of positionality on your particular life where you're getting better, getting worse, staying the same, all the stories that stack up. <clears throat> listen to the story. Listen to the, your mind tell the stories. Just don't publish. Just listen to the story. Listen to the story. It comes and it goes. It shows up, gets stronger, gets weaker, gets, 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 gets. As you've heard me say before, it's just don't believe, don't disbelieve, and don't ignore. So don't disbelieve it, aggression. Don't believe it, passion. And don't shut down or distract yourself from it, uh, ignorance. Those are the three poisons. And it is about being aware that that's happening rather than going in and meddling with the mind stream so you can create a better, more elevated, more enlightened you or me. There is none. There is no me. If you see that, if you see that, if you see that, you are liberated. What is liberated? Nothing is liberated. Nothing was never imprisoned or never, nothing. There, was, there is not anything that was ever in a trap, ever. You've always been completely here, present as this, as Buddha nature, awakened truth, Buddha Dharma. This particular lineage started 2,500 years ago, as we understand it, and broke off into all kinds of tributaries and all flowing through the darkness. And we're studying, teaching, learning in one particular tiny little uh, capillary. Go ahead, Hakaran. Thought I forgot you. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, you said, Hakaran bowing, you mentioned earlier that um, right speech you were talking about, and <coughs> you said doesn't leave anything out and uh how how can we leave anything out Hack around bowing by the by believing or disbelieving or ignoring we cover up aspects of that which is dependently arisen and turn it into our personal little imaginary nature of what happened what someone said to us and it's not that that doesn't occur it does occur the stories come and go and come and go but there's no there's no storyteller there's no one in charge of anything. There's no authority. If you think there is, and you think you need to find it, some kind of theistic notion, or even theism that tends to arrive in, arise in, uh, in the Buddhist, uh, Buddhist teaching also, in some way. It's not about something not happening. It's about what we do with it. Don't do anything with it. Don't push on it. Don't pull on it. Of course, there are exceptions to that. If you're a practitioner, if you're a monk, you've just signed up for a lot of pulling and pushing in a certain way, in a certain structure called the Dharma. But the idea there is so that you have ways of looking at the storyteller mind, the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the, the picking and choosing mind, the one that is paranoid on a level so deep that, it, that we don't even know we're paranoid. Those who, who re, when you realize that you're operating out of paranoia, this is awareness. Go ahead, Hakran. Hakran bowing. How? How can we catch ourselves before we meddle with something? How can we be more present with someone and not go into action? So first of all, stop worrying about the state of being present. Stop particularly trying to establish an aware, just keep it very simple. Just it's the leading edge of everything. Whatever shows up, the tone of someone's voice, voice before you even 
before it even registers with you what they're even talking about or addressing. That is the reality. That's the dependent origination. That is prestigious samuppada, as I see it. When I say I, I'm saying this particular awareness. So the, to respond to your question as clearly as I can, hold still, train your mind to be aware in its very simple radical state, which is as little production as possible. Sit down. You have a say-so about this part of the, of the consciousness, that part which is operating in a very slow uh, speed, relatively. That's why it looks like there's such a thing as time, because we identify with this. More wrinkles, older. Less wrinkles, younger. Of course, they have cream now you can rub on that. To, but there's no cream that's going to, you're going to be going to, you are going to be able to rub on your consciousness or your ego to somehow disperse those wrinkles that could be called thought patterns, ideas, conjunctions, grievances that are assumed are correct about this, about that, about her, about him, about me. No conclusion. Might have to watch the conclusions for quite a while without going to war with anything. That's difficult because it's a very, it, because it is very tempting to fight with it, aggression, or make excuses or blame, passion, or distract yourself or shut down, or I need some more coffee. No, I don't. Who do you want? Joe Valley. Um, when you say to not do anything with the stories, yes. Can we do that? That can we not do anything? That doesn't have a little bit of a push, pull, or shutdown. Nope, you're you're very correct. But it is, it is about being. My word would be uh, responsible for that. Responsible for your emotions doesn't mean believing them. It just means that that if the emotions come through you, through if the emotions come through you, they need to be there. They're they're dependently risen. But they're really, in one sense, they're none of your business. On the other hand, if you see something going on, you need to observe whatever is happening. You don't have to add your own personal two cents worth into it more. Sort of going when bad weather, like emotional weather is coming through and I'm endeavoring to not do anything with it, it, it looks more like I'm shutting down or trying to pause until that passes through. Is that it's fine? It's, still, it's just awareness. There'll be all kinds of stories around uh, the, the what you're trying to address as being aware of stories. Uh, so it's uh, it's um, self pollinating. You can't you, you can't get out of here. You can't, you can't, you can't leave your hands behind. Uh, yeah, more. Sure, going. Can can the intention to not function out of our stories be aggressive? Sure, but it's awareness of the aggression. Just just be aware of what you're doing. <clears throat> Clo closer to where you're looking at. Mm -hmm. Just be aware of it. Be be. Trungpa uh, Rinpoche would say, have a willingness to be a fool. Just rather than trying to stop being foolish, just notice that you're foolish. You're, you're, you're off balance in some way. That's okay because there is no you. But the off balance quality that it can arise in your particular lifetime, January 23rd, uh, 1998 or whatever it may be. You were here then, weren't you? Slightly. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> There's a lot more over here then than there is now, more than likely. Wouldn't you agree? Don't agree. Don't you just agree? You agree with the no shake? Shake that part? Not that funny. Go right ahead, young lady. Sensei Bowing. When our thoughts or stories that we tell ourselves um, don't hold still or are constantly invalidating themselves, mm -hmm. very flimsy. Um, so, first of all, 
the flimsy part is something you've added on. It's your comment. It's it's the way you secure the story. The ego wants to wants to have the flimsy. It's just flimsy, and it's just so that's what's leading to this question. But keep going, and I'll keep uh, correcting you. I think you're responding responding to it already. Yeah. I'm wondering what underneath those flimsy, uncertain thoughts. What am I? You're locking down on the A causes, the initial dependent origination with the B cause. It's because of this. You actually leave the complete generosity of reality to provide you with everything all at once. You don't get to see what's, a, what's in somebody's attic three blocks away. So it's not about the content of what you're aware of. It's about awareness only, consciousness only. The Yogacharans have been screaming at the, that at us for centuries. It's about the awareness more, less. Is there a practical protecting ourselves before it becomes paranoia? Is there a pra pra practical? practical? How do you mean? Say more. I guess I, I wonder if protecting myself is always paranoia. No, it's not. It's very situational. So there's nothing to correct. So therefore, the structure that shows up at, at, on, its, on its face as ego or self-centeredness or narcissism or pride or whatever you want to describe it, the deep underlayment of that has, has, is just untraceable. And to try to trace, to try to find a because uh, is very seductive because we'll go right into it. We'll use biopsychology, philosophy, uh, anything we can to give us some kind of a conduit so that we have the feeling that we're beginning to understand. And it's not that we're not. It's not that there isn't some kind of a ongoing deepening of our relative understanding of everything. So there's going to be need to be some of that. And each person is that's that's your business. It's not even mine as your uh, teacher. My my job, if you want to call it that, is to continue to point you in the direction you need to look. And if I'm a uh, a true teacher, I won't meddle with the karma that you need to see. Like I'm not going to tell somebody to be my student or to get ordained or to do anything unless. But if you come this direction, then you're giving me more and more permission to say, don't look there, look over here. And if and if you're um, if you've already have a commitment in that direction or a vow in that direction, then it's much easier to do it that way rather than just believe your thoughts or believe my, believe my thoughts. I, I don't really don't believe anything. <clears throat> More? Jeez, I'm going, where does the protection become paranoia? When it's a demand. As long as there's a, just a protection, it's just like an umbrella, just a protection. It's very, there's hardly any thought around it. It's very simple. It gets less and less about the thoughts that are protecting what is being protected by the protector. You follow me? How in the hell did you get a job at Google? You should be able to follow. What I said is totally clear. You feel like you're being mocked? Yes. That's <laughs> awareness. That's awareness. I felt very mocked by my teachers. Mock, mock, mock. Have a further question about that? It will help you solve that issue. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. What about you um, often say um, have a willingness to be a fool? Yes. How much of that is coming from seeing that we are distracted? We cannot see what we're what's keeping us from seeing just this. What, what's the question? What do you want to know? What are you pointing at when you say have a willingness to be a fool? Okay, I'll, I'll do my best. <clears throat> I am pointing at endeavoring to help you see that the actual structure underneath um, the foolishness is that there's there's no there's no real solid identity. There's no one there. There's just foolishness and there's just willingness. But there's no one that subscribes to anything. There's no subscriptions. You haven't joined anything. You haven't left anything. And you haven't ignored anything. Three poisons again. 
So it's just a willingness to to tumble into that area without uh, anything extra, no protection. That doesn't mean, for instance, with Juzan's uh, question, that some kind of instinctive protection may come up that will even allow you to do that. Some people, some situations, some consciousnesses need some kind of a of, a, of a, a conduit so they can even get close to the teachings. So there are fully ordained monks, not only in this lineage, but in, in other areas where there seems to be an overprotection of students by the teacher, or by that particular understanding. Not incorrect, but we, we're not doing that here. So it's very, very situational. And if the person who is, who is uh, advising you is clear about what this is, then the recommendation that you will get might be totally different from the recommendation that someone else's would be get getting to understand that particular issue. What was the issue? How to be a fool? What is helpful about oh. being a fool? Okay, that's a little better. A, a willingness, just if you start to feel foolish, you're sitting, I'm sitting up here and in order to even teach this, I have to have that feeling. I have to allow that to come so that I can teach out of what I am encouraging you to see and the willingness to be a fool uh, is, is at first propelled by, engendered by, and nourished by the ego f struggling and feeling like I'm starting to lose my footing here. I'm, I'm being mocked. I'm being laughed at. I'm, what I'm doing here is completely crazy. It's foolish. But those very conclusions around that are little tiny uh, uh, satellite um, agreements. Or there, there are agreements outside that tend to protect uh, the ego. Uh, and tend to create tiny um, stories that 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 help the ego get some nourishment from the foolishness. So I'm willing. It's like you were telling yourself. You might be telling yourself. You could hear your, that. Well, at least I'm willing to be a fool. No, you're not. If you say that to yourself, you just you just bundled that up in a package and stamped it. And now that's part of the territory of ego. The, the willingness to be a fool. It's it's worse than that. And it's better than that. It's worse than that because it's utter devastation, utter de devastation to the ego. And it's better than that in that you're liberated. There's no you. We have to say it some way. So I would say there's just no more prison. There's no more. Uh, the, the trap has come apart through through awareness, awareness, awareness. Liberate yourself by seeing the prison. Yeah. Well, divine. I still want to understand the idea that we are in a trap. Um, is it Seeing the trap, see no ego? It's seeing the trap and not interfering with it, respecting the confusion, being very respectful of anything that's happening in your mind stream. If it shows up in your mind stream, it needs to be there. Not, It doesn't have a little feeling of need, like it needs this. It just, it's dependently arisen. It is without flavor, without odor, without color, without texture, without, without, without. It's empty of the reality that is being projected onto the screen that is so believable. You know, feelings and emotions go through your mind and body. We believe it. We just, if we're feeling down or feeling negative or feeling, we immediately give it a name, depression or anxiety. We name it. We actually cover up the very, uh, the very prison bars that are keeping us in a particular box of me, me, me and my stuff, my ideas, what I think, the way I practice Buddhism, on and on, on and on and on, and off and off and off. Dubai, it seems like there are so many layers, like, like we are really trapped. We are. We are. That's awareness. You don't have to get out of a trap that is unreal. 
because that which is trapped is unreal. Belief in a separate self. This, this is this is so such a difficult part of it that even in ancient traditions there's they've elevated this to some kind of special higher self and we even use this if we're going into deep consciousness meet everything where it's at if it's talking a particular language use the language it's kind of a spiritual elocution where you actually understand the the, the very crust of that which is being baked in so that you can actually see the way confusion works yourself you actually see it as Trump Rinpoche said in the myth of freedom you need a teacher you need a teacher and the function of the teacher is to help you and uh, and also help you leave the teacher so that you actually see this there isn't anything but the teacher there isn't anything but the student and they're not separate go ahead what about how thoroughly do we need to see the confusion before we see not separate <clears throat> the before when the before and after uh, vanish and there isn't anything but this that's how long <clears throat> can you ask a how long question that long wait I get both my fingers on the screen. No, I think it's this way. It's, it's, it could be fairly fast. The causes and conditions that arise as your shoulder blades or your footfalls or your particular way of, to say it, use the, the nautical term, navigating your world as it shows up as the karma that looks like it's something else. When actually it's your fault. Drive all blames into this. Be responsible for everything. Take this, this outward finger that's going out like that and bite it off. Not literally, no, but notice that, that when I say that, I'm just saying, be very definite, very Vajra-like to see that you are escaping the very unreality of your, your dream world that you believe in to blame someone else. Even, you'll even blame the teacher for a while. I mean, for, maybe for the rest of this life, which is a while. You may do that. Go ahead. Do whatever, you, do whatever you need to do. I don't know where you're at in the path, but you do. Go ahead. You're just well, full of it this morning. Right? I want to ask one, bit, one more time. How thoroughly do we need to see the confusion um, in terms of the, there's so much of it? Do we have to see? See that? But that's awareness. You're seeing so much. It's overwhelming that eventually, instead of looking for the right, the wrong, the right path, the right way to, the right structure, uh, how many mantras should I do? Uh, should I prostrate more? Should I, should I, should I sit more? Of course, that would be the main one. Sit still and watch the movement. But a lot seems to be a, a lot, and there there will be no outcome. That's that's the hard thing for the ego mind, and that actually starts to starve the ego when the ego begins to the self-centered aspect of your consciousness starts to realize there never was a you, there never was anyone. I don't care how many how many um, pairs of shoes you have in your closet. It's like dressing open space, like when you get dressed, you're dressed. There isn't anyone here. There's a body, but there's bodies everywhere. There's a couple of glad to see you're out of the hospital. Sokazan, how are you doing? So wonderful to see you. Blessings for all you do and share. And then there's a question. What do you think about doing cold therapy? This is from David Randall Curtis. What do you think about doing cold therapy? Ice baths or cold showers right before doing shikantaza? I would say yes. I would say if anybody came up and say, how about eating cereal before shikantaza? How about, how about, how about? I would probably not mock or make fun of anything. I don't know what you need to do, but you do. And you may have to go through some iterations that are very, very silly or confusing. But find, the most important thing I say, find a way to get to that wall so that you stop doing what you're doing, sit symmetrical and receive. Practice receiving the shit that it rises right in your mind. That's your schoolroom right there. Just receive it, receive it. Your own, the, your own mind, your own karma is teaching you, teaching you. You may have to meet the real teacher in the world to, to, to be able to turn within and see the teacher within. 
there is it really is no within or without that's all extra there's just this so there's, there's no i would say yes cold showers i would say yes to yoga i would say yes to uh, studying your enneagram i would say yes to studying your astrological chart i've looked in every direction that i could probably didn't get get probably did not get them all but i've looked into all kinds of things trying to find the answer so you can benefit a little bit if you're listening to me by don't don't be too concerned about that if you need to look at uh, if you need to look at uh, um the book of matthew please do please do this is not separate from anything i'm not trying to uh, when i uh, or, uh establish this order immediate light it means you can it's about awareness it's not about religion and i'm not saying there aren't other teachers who try to box in to make sure everything is totally Buddhist or has some kind of a support underneath it for the last 2,500 years. Of course, I want that also. And I will use it as a teacher for whatever life I have left, as long as I can to help you, whoever you are, however you come this way, to look at it, to look at your life and look at your ego and look at your self-centeredness, look at your hope and fear. Look, 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 aware, aware, aware. Don't fix anything. Michelle Vine. Seems like the more I practice, the more I notice more nuanced ways that my self-centeredness comes out. Yes. Which makes, it appears is that it makes me feel worse and worse. Yeah, feel worse and worse. <laughs> and you're suggesting that there's nothing there that I need to fix about that. No, just feel worse. And it's not a nihilism. I'm not talking about, I mean, the Buddha accused of that all the time when people don't understand what he was saying. Life is suffering. What a incredible uh, generosity and not mince any words around that. I don't think he did. Pretty hard to mince Sanskrit. Right, Chisho? <laughs> yeah. Very funny. Gary. What is it that shuts down so quickly when we are, when something arises and then what is it that shuts down so quickly from seeing? It's fear. I don't mean to minimize it, but it's, it's, it's fear that, that that which, that there's something threatened that something's going to hurt us or make us look bad or make us look like a fool or make one of the stories that we've been trying to push away, which is not a good idea, into something that pushes back. So we have to admit that we're a terrible this or that and we've made mistakes and we, 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 me, 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 me. So it's not that you can't look at the things you might have stepped off in a direction that was more difficult for you or for others. And you don't have to apologize about it particularly, but being aware, just being aware that you've stepped on some toes. There's no too much kind of apology just builds up someone who's been forgiven or something. I don't, I don't particularly use those kind of words. There again, just like taking cold showers. Maybe you have to do some forgiving. I don't, I don't know. I would, I would say I would trust your mind, trust what you're saying, what you're thinking. When I say trust it, I don't, I don't mean believe it. But I'm saying if it arises, it needs to be there, even if it's a, a lie, even if it's crazy. But if you see it, if you see it carefully, not carefully, but maybe carefully, but closely, you begin to see the shape of that bullshit so that you, you can smell it, you can practically taste it, and you don't do anything with it. Because if you start to do something with it, we're right back to relative truth, and we're right back to some kind of repair situation where we're trying to fix some aspect of our mind so we'll be a better more enlightened being terry bowling it just what comes up is a, like a sense of helplessness with it how do you work with the helplessness and even openness bowling? so don't maintain openness and don't uh don't explain or try to get rid of uh, 
hopelessness. You, you will. The ego, that aspect of consciousness that is worried or is paranoid, trying to stay inside of its little box of ideas, opinions, judgments, evaluations, some kind of artificial protection. So be aware. Just be aware of that. Just don't fix it. Don't repair it. Don't get rid of it because it's an illusion. If it's an illusion, you don't have to get rid of it. You just have to be what? Be aware that it is unreal and has no basis anywhere other than in dependent origination or uh, paratantra. That which is, is, looks like separate things happening, but the entirety of the situation is consciousness only. This is why we train. This is why we go to the wall, why we sit down, hold still, and, and watch the movement of the mind so that eventually that aspect of consciousness that continues to get stuck on ideas and forms and meaning and right and wrong and Buddhism and who said what about what and going back in and re, 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 um, rebuilding our ideas in such a way that we feel somehow protected by we don't really want to look that close it's too painful it is it's, it's devastating to ego at least that's how it looks here i'm not saying you might not meet the, the hugging guru or or some other person who just says you know be, be happy maybe i don't know maybe you need to go through primal therapy or something but that would be your kind of dynamic that's happening i would i would i wouldn't promote anything particularly but i would say you might need to see it yourself about how you need to work with your mind and if you're on this screen on this screen or in this room you're I, I all i'm asking you is give me the benefit of the doubt give this voice this finger pointing give it the benefit of the doubt so you at least consider it rather than you know chop it off or shut it off i really i'm not asking uh, for anything from you other than support for the the community of course i'm going to ask for that this this situation doesn't doesn't have any uh, um, materialistic product, particularly. Terry Bowling. Yes, sir. How do, you deal, how do you deal with the helplessness of dependent origination and that dependent origination exists? Just continue. Just consider it. Consider the, that everything that you that happens in your mind stream, no matter how it feels, is dependently arisen. There's no one to blame for it. There's no one gets credit for it. And there, there's really no identity there. There, and the identity that, that is carried along for some kind of ego support is unreal. Just continue to return to that and see it. See its unreality. And there will be, when you actually see what it is, there will be no witness left. The witnessing function uh, is still there, but it's then, then even the witnessing function is part of dependent origination. So that's why you don't get to live or die. You don't get to live, you don't get to die. Sorry. Terry Bowen, thank you so much. I'm yes, so happy to see you today. Happy to be seen. Go ahead, Yuhang. I'll get to this gentleman later. I have two questions. The first question uh, is regarding being a fool. I'm wondering, is there a difference between just being a fool without action and being a fool? I guess I'm not really clear, like, how to be a fool. Okay, so that's how it's done, by just not being really clear. That's awareness. That's not a failure. Oh, I can't, I can't figure out how to be a fool. No, the awareness of that, that's, that's actually has a path quality to it. Some kind of movement uh, that, is, um, that is addressing your awareness around the, the concept of foolishness or being a fool that, uh, that is, um, that from the, the learning, the teaching point of view is about 
pointing to that part of the, that aspect of the ego that is it's trying to protect so it doesn't look bad, it, it doesn't get a bad reputation, or it doesn't stumble, or it doesn't... Uh, Sometimes we have dreams where we have a dream that we're in the middle of a public place naked, those kinds of things. So it's that kind of a being unprotected and feeling foolish and just wanting to, you know, wanting to go back to our mom if we happen to have a mom that was protected or protective. That's not always the case. But wanting some kind of a hideout or someplace we can go to just, just retreat, retreat from everything. So, again, it is about the awareness of that, not about stopping it. So awareness of being a fool. Is that it? Is there more there or more questions? No, I think I'm clear now. Thank you. You're welcome. And, uh, my second question is um, sometimes I believe the stories and sometimes I'm able to receive some. So my question is when at the difficult moment when I'm not able to receive the story of I need to sit more um, is formed. So I'm I'm just wondering the aggression of this story, the aggression is the story, because I feel like just based on the response you uh, you mentioned to someone, the fact I need to say more is not the story, I feel like. I feel like the aggression, but I'm not really clear about what is the story I need to say more about. It's just uh, everything is a story. So everything is uh, is made up and invented. It's relative truth. So, but that is a part of relative truth that if you if you follow that form or if you observe that form, then the, the production part of the consciousness, producing thoughts, producing ideas, going this way, going that way, leaving this room to go this, talk to this person, stop talking to this person, try to find another person that will, uh, wants to hear what you have to say, and on and on and on. This way, this production, production. So the idea is when you when you come back to the cushion and you sit down, you are reducing your outflows, just the spontaneous outflows that are um, that are just happening all the time. And, and so how does that work with consciousness? Because when you're sitting very still, this part of the consciousness that we think is separate from our mind, and it is not, so we're able to take some part of our actual productive life, life experience, the body that has been produced by ignorance, and, and we are here. You sit down, sit symmetrical, which I can go into that if you want to if you want to do that. And what, what, I'm, what I'm trying to point out is the emphasis on holding very still allows the awareness, just to say it very relative, relatively, the, rel the awareness is being prioritized as just the awareness, not what arises in it. So we're actually where what arises in the awareness is more, it has, it holds forth in our, at the kitchen table, uh, in the living room, on the t television screen and uh, in our emails and our texts and everything, there's always thinking about, thinking about, thinking about this and this and this and this. Mm -hmm. Whereas when you sit still and the story about that, I can tell you is here's, here's the story. Uh, if I'm your teacher, which I think I am, as I recall, uh, train your mind. I'm not saying become a Buddhist or receive vows. That's up to you. You know what it's like to be you. But I'm saying if you're giving me the time to respond to a question, I say, train your mind. And what does that mean? Get to know yourself and sit down, hold still, and watch the movement of the mind until eventually you begin to see what this is for yourself through your consciousness and through my prompting. So you're, I would say this in a positive, on a positive note, you're doing what you need to do. It just doesn't, it won't feel like it. That's why it's necessary to have a teacher, someone who, who you can look at as a mentor, someone who understands more clearly than you do what's even happening in your world. 
And there's, it's not about the politics of experience trying to convince you of anything. I'm just encouraging you to see it yourself. And the way you ask questions, I can see that you're doing that. F further? No, thank you. Certainly. What does protection look like without demand? Very ordinary. Just, just, it's just an ordinary, mundane situation where something's uh, one I used with the uh, Onyo today. I think it was today. I just said she asked a similar question. I said it's just like an umbrella. It's very ordinary. Not about you. Not even about the person who invented the umbrella. It's not about the color of the umbrella. It's just protection. Just like we chant. Uh, morning as much as we can we chant we pray for protection for this mandala for this uh is this working i don't care if it works i don't care i, I mean this if this place gets struck by lightning and the whole play blo blo place blows up nothing has gone wrong if you think that that's wrong i'm not saying it wouldn't be painful yeah, but only for a few seconds there's nothing to protect except what that protection that you're asking about just happens spontaneously. Get out the umbrella. I have to protect myself. I walk with a, a walking stick because my balance is insecure. There's nothing, I'm not really correcting it particularly, just adding something in there that seems workable that keeps me from, when I start to tip this way, I, I used to, as soon as I would start to lean anyway, my whole biological mechanism would let me know and I would not lose my balance. Whereas now I can tip as much as maybe three or four degrees this way before I, before my consciousness really, I realize that I'm starting to tip over any direction. And those of you around me very much see me do this quite a bit. But with that stick, it kind of, so that way, if I do start to, to move, I've moved the, uh, the body awareness over from just a natural sense of gravity and, and, and a center of balance. I've, I've, I'm using something in there that is not a demand, but it's just a, a part of just maintaining my balance so I don't fall over or so that you don't feel really bad when I brawl over and crack my head on the pavement and you said I should have should have helped him. Is that helpful? No demand, but a request. You could say it's like a request. Like we ask. We don't demand help from anything, but we when we pray the supplication is about asking. It's not about receiving it. What is about receiving is anything that happens in your mind stream, receive it. That's a great profound generosity is to give and give your attention to everything without accepting, rejecting, or shutting down. Have, be able to, you could say, be able to have all kinds of negative thoughts come and go, and they can't find somebody who really cares one way or another about it, but someone who does not ignore anything and does not leave what is happening to blame someone, including blaming this direction, which is also nutritious to ego. Further question in the, on Zoom or here? Yes, go ahead. <clears throat> Uh, from YouTube, Naveed bowing. What Naveed. does the mind look like visually when you look at it, bowing? Me? What does the mind look like visually when you look at it? When I look at it. It's just every, everything. There is no mind. It's just this. It's, it's separated out as mind. We separate out, out our thought patterns uh, into something other than our body or other than this altar. Uh, one who is uh, liberated doesn't see anything else. At the same time, they see incredibly closely and carefully everything else that also thinks it's something else. And does it do anything with it? Doesn't do a thing. Doesn't agree, doesn't disagree, and doesn't look away. And there's no one there anymore. Even though the body, uh, just like my body a few days ago was in a pretty precarious situation. And because of medicine or whatever B cause you want to use, uh, I'm 
have a little, a little bit more time, but it's not uh, indefinite. Is that your child yelling in the other room? Is he just excited about what he's watching on? Anyway. Yeah, we should check on him anyway. Michelle, Bowen, earlier you had mispronounced a couple words. Yes. What are you pointing at when you were doing that? Mm. Well, um, it's. Um, I'm going to give a talk on this at some point. I, I feel it coming up. It's been coming for a long time. But my own uh, elocution or using the language in an appropriate way, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that we could tighten up some of the awareness around that by being aware of the way we pronounce. This doesn't mean you can't speak in eubonics if you want to. That's also elocution, but it's a particular, just like a particular way of teaching, just like uh, Trungpa uh, Rinpoche uh, back in the 70s was had some people giving classes and how to pronounce with using a British accent. So he happened to like the British accent. So to, I think there was a he changed the words to instead of Kathy's hair, it was Kathy's hair. Kathy's hair is a very block. I can't do it very well. So it's there again. It's about not right and wrong. It's about the awareness of how you're producing language. I, I'm. I'm uh, doing this all the time, and I invite people. You know, you don't even have to invite her. If you say if your grammar is incorrect, she will tell you right away, unapologetically, usually. Um, so I think it's good. We could all work with that a little bit. If you look at the language as a structure, the way something is pronounced, and you ignore that and just kind of, like I just said, kind of, instead of just kind of, I said kind of, run the words together. It's not wrong. Not saying that's wrong. It's just that's an area that you could actually work on your awareness to, and it's not about correcting. It's about observing the way you do that. And if you observe clearly the way you do that, it, you'll start. That will start to back off. Quite interesting that you your awareness is it doesn't have a when it doesn't have a particular direction. Like I have to stop doing that when it's not when the energy of that isn't brought up in the aggression of ego trying to get control of everything. Then the awareness is liberated. At least in that area, you're actually able to hear what you're saying. You're actually able, actually able to hear the very bones of language. CCC, communicate, cooperate, collaborate. Without the first C, all you've got is more, con more spinning, more confusion. So when I do this, when I say more, I don't remember what you asked me. I, I don't, I don't. Mm -hmm. Michelle Bowing, and when you do that to me, I tend to like my mind completely goes blank. Surprise. More. Yeah, it does. That's fine. You don't have to correct that. You don't need to fill anything in. Don't maintain anything, but don't get rid of anything. So don't maintain anything. You'll be fine. You might be popular. You might not be. You won't care. Be a transcendental pack rat. That doesn't mean you have to collect everything, but when something shows up, it needs to be there. Quite often, we think, I think, or people think, or teachers think, or students think, somehow we have to correct everything. And that's not what elocution is about. It's about observing, observing, being aware, being aware of the forms, even when they're you know, distorted in some way. Hakaran Bowing. Go ahead, Hakaran. Earlier, in a couple of places, you you mentioned the existence of complete generosity. What yes. is completely generous, Hakaran? If that which is operating here as consciousness is you give everything your attention, there's no second and third thought. And if there is, you give that your attention. So you, you always have, you could say it this way, if I was going to use a, um, awareness as, as more um, projected or encouraged, I would say you, 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 you get the drop on everything. Nothing can catch you off guard. And when I say off guard, it, that doesn't mean you're on guard. 
you can't be you can't be found out hiding in the past or daydreaming in the future. You're always here. And where is here? Nowhere. No reference point. For a while there, in the, in the last several years, for a while, I was wondering if my mind was coming apart. And I think a few of my students were wondering also. It's not. There is no mind. So it can't come apart. There's only this. And it may be, it may manifest as life. It may manifest as death. It may manifest as growth. It may manifest as decay. This is dependent origination. You need to look at this. If you're listening to me, what there's there, there was 40, 40 some screens, but a few people have to go take a nap. So now there's only 32. And there's a, what a dozen? 20 on YouTube. Oh, 20 on YouTube. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> so I'm just saying that there aren't, there's, this is not a popular thing I'm saying here. This is not something that is, that is going to take off like, uh, I don't know. Hakaran Bowing. Yes. So, Kuzan, is there, is there some type of rest or confidence in, in that generosity? Yes. The very nature of generosity is at rest. Just receive. Give everything your attention and just receive, not to. If you're giving your attention, you'll receive. And it may be, as I said, the smelly part may show up. The rough and rugged and scratchy part may show up. Just receive. Just receive. This way, you actually get to know your own mind stream on a, on a very, very deep level, and you begin to not have any demands for anything. You don't even, you don't even care if there's awakening. You, you, just, uh, you just receive, and you're not greedy about what you're receiving. There's no grasping quality to it. It's just it's this kind of a mudra. Just receive this. Do, do this to your mind stream, rather than have aspects of the mind stream that curl up into balls of jealousy or hatred or prejudice. And if they do that, then just receive that. Move, move your re reception over to that aspect in your mind that is all crowded with, with uh, ambergris. Look it up. Hakaran bowing. If we notice that at some particular point that we are resting in generosity, or is that then a story that we are concluding? It could be, but you would just receive that. I would just receive it. Uh, the, receiving this, uh, you get a, a package full of... Uh, dog crap, dog shit, and you get a package full of uh, ambergris or gold. Ambergris is what comes out of the sperm whale that they make perfume out of. Yes. When you say you won't care, what kind of care is that? Just a, a fussy kind of pickiness about everything where you need to have your way and something is not going the way you thought it would go or wanted it to go or planned that it would go. So. You'll just know you'll, you'll appreciate the, the complete generosity uh, as soon as you, as soon as you, uh, it's not about opening your mind, it's about seeing how closed your mind is. Here's your mind, and if you, if you meditate on that, which means just receive whatever arises, then receive whatever arises, then it just starts to come apart. And this thing that used to be your, your greedy mind trying to control and contain and whatever it just starts to collapse and but what what is still there when it's it collapses is the openness the spaciousness the consciousness consciousness only it's just it's it's not these hands but it's that kind of a something in your mind just or as your mind or with your mind or or your mind is just open and unreceived so anything that appears in the mind stream whether it's a flock of birds or whether whether it's a oh, the, the dog shit you just stepped on in the side yard. It's, you just receive it. 
And if some kind of ob ob objection comes up, you just receive that. Nothing to correct. Full long bowing. Yes. Earlier you said um, protection without demand is you're just functioning. Um, what happens to intention um, in just functioning? How does that relate? So I'm not mocking you, I'm mocking Zoom. Because Zoom is making you talk like, what happens to intentions? What? Did I <laughs> you're not to blame. The bad news is, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> and the good news is, it's not your fault. <laughs> so what happens to the intention? Go ahead, please. The good news is, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> she must be in Miami. Um, you in Miami? It's it seems like just just um, protection and you're just you have just function. Shut up! <laughs> I can't understand anything you're saying. I still can't. I, I don't know. Can you hear me better now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't hear you better. Oh. Are you speaking more clearly? I hear you breathing. Did she leave? No, she left. So you could also type in the question possibly. It seemed to be about intention. What happens to the intention, if I recall? And uh, the intention uh, just keeps going, but there's no intender anymore. There's no one that's intending. It's not a practice. There's no, there's no, there's, I don't know how else to say it. It might sound like, well, that seems kind of flippant. That, that seems to be how it shows up. There's no one who is right or wrong or awake or asleep or, 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 or. All the oars fall out of the boat. There's no boat. Never was. Cayenne bowing. Yes, sir. I can see how believing the stories of the mind can create obfuscations and all sorts of trouble. But is there a way in which storytelling can support the Dharma bowing? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, I, I'm just, there's all kinds of, uh, um, in the Zen tradition and in the Tibetan tradition, all kinds of stories that are told about teachers and about the interactions and that that encourages us to to go on um, the, um, trying to think of uh, I just think it's all over the place there's poetry and all kinds of expression that you know music or anything is possible to express uh, the Dharma maybe I'm missing what you're asking about but I, I would say yes I encourage people to Maybe you need to spend more time as an artist. And, you know, I would trust you when I go. I'm saying I would I would trust you. Maybe I could go. I would trust you. It might work better to do what you need to do. If you come this way, I will help you as much as I can with your permission. But if you 
drop everything in this direction, go another direction, start to decide you want to be a, a, a approach the whole thing in a different way. That's that I would trust you to do that. There's the right and wrong or extra. And so I would support you in, you know, like you're a writer, you've published what a couple of books, two books, I think one oh, one book. Well, that's even better because this is harder to the duality part of two books. Which one was the best? <laughs> so, but you're working on your second book, right? Or wrong? I, I, Kayun Bowing, I, I think about it sometimes. Well, that's a start. So, yeah, write the book. Is there a further question? I don't know when we probably should stop pretty quick. If there is a, especially from someone who hasn't asked a question yet, well, you're going to regret this because in about 20 minutes, you're going to think of something you wanted to ask me. That probably won't happen. Okay, we can close. Thank you so much for your attention and for joining us in this Sangha. Hi, my name is Shoka. I'm a monk at Sokokoji, where I'm committed to training my mind under the guidance of my teacher, Sokozan. We rely on your support for our programming, including a scholarship fund to cover living and tuition costs for those who are practicing full-time at the monastery. Thank you for your generosity.